Hello, and welcome to the Veeam Community Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Vanover. This is episode 141, VMworld 2019 Debrief. Here we go. Today, my guest is Kelly Goolsby. How you doing, Kelly? Uh, hi, Rick. I'm doing well. Just got back late last night from VMworld, so we're going to make it through it. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about VMworld. It was actually really odd for me. This is the first VMworld in I don't know how long, 11 or 12 years, that I have not gone and uh, yeah, right. it was kind of weird. And then, and this is what your second, third VMworld? Yeah, it's actually second. So I worked. Um, I've been in tech for 15, 16 years. Uh, actually worked at another big managed hosting provider and went out to to run the booth there in 2016. Uh, so I was um, uh, first VMworld that I'd been to, which was also the first one in Las Vegas. Um, and then, yeah, and then I actually work at Liquid Web now. I'm director of enterprise sales and solution architecture. We recently launched a VMware product, so we thought it was good to get out there and, you know, kind of see what was happening in the industry and what's developing a lot. Yeah, it's a it's a big event. And, you know, VMware is really big about um, partner based solutions. You know, that solution mm -hmm. exchange is a is a is a mob of options. It's almost too much to navigate. Uh, in fact, I look at I was on the fence this year to go. In fact, it was actually kind of difficult because I ended up having a Veeam event in Argentina last week, Brazil the week before, too far wow. apart to make it one trip. So I went up and back twice. Right. And then Monday or next week, I'm off to China, right? So wow. I could not have put VMworld in the middle of that. At least it still have my key work when I get home. <laughs> Understood. And it feels like every day you're either on the road for a conference, you are, are meeting a customer, creates two days of work afterwards, right? Just getting caught up. Indeed, so, indeed. Understood. So, yeah, so you've been to the two. So, you know, I didn't go to this one, obviously, but I've been to ones in San Francisco mm -hmm. before. And uh, why don't you compare, you know, your take yeah. on San Francisco, Las Vegas? Because that on Absolutely. Twitter has been quite the chat. Yeah, it has. And uh, let me say, by the way, you weren't there, but your company had a great presence. I think you guys had one of the the first night solution exchange. Um, you guys were the first one giving out bags. So yep. you saw bean bags everywhere. Right. And you had a real prominent booth. Um, so, yeah, it's it's good to you know stand out. Your name stands out really well, too. Cool. So, yeah, great presence for you guys there. And as far as you know, comparing, I love both cities. I like Vegas, not in August, right? It's, uh, in fact, I was there personally in, in May and June or April and June. Uh, August is, you know, probably late July through September. I avoid it. And so I think the thing that I heard mentioned over and over is just it was more manageable to walk, to do things in the city. You know, you, you, it was just a more comfortable overall experience with the climate. Um, I, you know, I think being in a casino is neat, but I think that wears off fairly quickly, right? I remember being there for six days in 2016. And, you know, the first day you're busy. The second day you do some casinos. By the third or fourth day, you're just Vegas out, right, as they say. So I think that was the big thing. Um, it's just, you know, it's a better city um, for for doing other stuff, right? Uh, the other, but what was funny, the, the biggest complaint, I heard it walking out of every session, the food was better in Vegas. Seems like a minor thing, right? But you have a world-class hotel and, and on-site kitchen used to serving huge number of meals. So you would get a, you know, a hot plate for lunch in, in Vegas and it was box lunches. And so it seems like a funny thing, but when everybody's tired and tired of being on the road, having a good lunch really makes it. So oh, that was one, yeah. of the, one of the things. Yeah. That's the sore spot for me. Um, <laughs> 
I've got like a list. Like I think Microsoft caters the best. By the way, Cisco does pretty good. Gartner does amazing for, for right. events, you know. But uh, the thing is, and a lot of people were blaming it on Moscone, the center, which that's going to be one of my next questions about the yep. model. But um, th those venues can cater to whatever the budget is. They can right. do over the top. They can do the minimum. So, yeah. When we look at Veeamon, for example, the Veeams event, uh, that's the one thing. I, I'm a member of the team that operates the event, and they they explicitly make a good effort to have the catering legit. In fact, in fact, we went a little bit too good. Let me give you an example. We had the party at the very first Veeamon in 2014. And they had like a carving station and mashed potatoes at the party. I'm like, wow, ah, that might be a little too heavy right. for this. But uh, I, I get you about the box lunch. And the thing about Moscone is that there's, you know, 20 plus thousand people there. And there's there are businesses to walk to for lunch. But it's like you don't have the time and you need that as part of your experience. So Right. We had a hard time. I think it was we're going to dinner with Intel on Monday night. And we thought, yeah, we'll just, you know, there's all kinds of places to eat. But it really isn't because a lot of the financial district does shut down fairly early. Uh, you've got to go up to North Beach to really get that nightlife. Mm -hmm. But what we found is all of the restaurants there were bought out by someone, right? We thought, hey, we'll just run up real quick and get dinner at Chamagaucho or Fogo de Chao. Well, Dell had bought up the whole restaurant. So just like any big convention, AMC World or whatever, that's going to happen. But it did make that a little harder. But I, I do think, you know, Mos Moscone, I've not been. It's funny. Um, 15 years in tech, San Francisco a half dozen times. I'm not a big uh, conference goer. I would never worked in marketing uh, or product. So I had not been. And so I, I don't have a perspective on what Moscone looked like before. I think it was great, though. I think it just, you know, that that modular, you mentioned the question, that modular architecture of being able to go west, south, north, and then they had the um, the the theater, um, you know, at Yerba Buenda, I guess, or right next door. So you had sessions there. What I thought was most striking, nothing, I say nothing, the Night Solutions Exchange Open obviously felt crowded, right? That's the rush of, you know, probably 18,000 to 20,000 people of 20 hitting the Solution Exchange. That's the only time I really felt crowded, like it crushed in with people. And that was not my experience at 2016 VMworld. There were so many, you know, even in Mandalay Bay, there's all these choke points where, you know, you're funneling all these people through one area. So I did think overall, not being a, you know, loving crowds, I felt relaxed generally with the, you know, there are places to go sit, uh, all sorts of places you could hide and get some work done, take a phone call. So I thought that was great. You know, it's funny you say that. I don't remember if the 2016 one in Vegas started on Sunday night. I don't know. Remember what year it was, but it did. It started it on did? Sunday okay. night. Yep. Okay. I was working. I remember because I was working my uh, my company's booth or you know, big presence at the time, and we got we had a the guy who wrote uh, the VCAP study guide was giving away free books. So as you could expect, uh, we had a couple hundred books and about eight hundred people in line. So, yeah, 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 it was busy Sunday night. Yeah, the Sunday night is intense. I remember one of the first years I went. The first year, I guess, would have been 2011. I think that was in Vegas, too, for Veeam, at least. It's different going there. Oh, that's a whole other thing. Going there as a working role for a vendor versus an attendee. I've done both. Right. And that first year as a working role with a vendor, I my feet hurt, like, really bad. My voice was gone. It was it was rough. But uh, I yeah, learned a couple tricks over the years on that oh, sorry yeah and you feel guilty if you you know i know as a vendor there were some sessions i really wanted to attend we had session passes 
I just felt guilty leaving, right? I, I did get a couple sessions in. Um, this year, I did almost all sessions. You know, I had a, a I think, some hour, hour and two hour gaps, but I attended, oh, I don't know, 15 sessions, which was amazing. Wow. That's great. I, uh, I'm lucky to get one a day. <laughs> uh, any of those sessions, uh, you know, stick out as awesome, awesomest or anything? Yeah, I, I actually, we got really good seats for both keynotes. Um, both keynotes were amazing. If you talk about, you know, I think it, everyone's going to be saying this, right? The, the Tanzu stuff, the, um, um, kind of the, I think VMware is doing really well to become like this operating system of the cloud, right? They want all applications and all endpoints. They said that a few times, right? I'm kind of leading their marketing line, but they want whatever you host and wherever you host it to be run on VMware, which is cool, right? Who doesn't? Um, but Tanzu in particular and Kubernetes sort of, you know, abstracting that even more and running it through VMware is super exciting. So I, the keynotes were awesome there. To me, the biggest message of both keynotes, right? The 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 Rick keynote on on Monday and the the keynote that was really mostly led by uh, Ray O'Farrell on, on Tuesday were integration. How many companies that VMware has purchased, right? We have all been following that over the last year and a half. Um, it's hard to keep up, right? You almost had to have a tally ticker, Carbon Black and Bitnami and it did on and Bitfusion on and on. Um, but the story of how they're integrating those strategically was the big thing that stood out to me. And it seemed like there was a strategic play on every single vendor, which is cool. I'm used to, you know, and you, we all know companies that buy things because they're cheap, right? Uh, and you don't, what's the strategy? You don't know. And it seemed really clear what the strategy was. So I thought that was really cool. And then of everything, Project Pacific, right? Building Kubernetes straight into vSphere uh, is awesome because it'll just drive adoption. Yeah, Tanzu and uh, Pacific, those absolutely were takeaways for me. And I actually think my, okay, my personal soapbox is that VMware is kind of at this really important transition. Cloud partly is reason for the transition, but it's just really about changing the way apps are delivered. Business mm -hmm. IT services are delivered. And if there can be a way with new platforms and new technologies, I think they're on to something. I really, I really, really, really think they are. And one thing I'll highlight <clears throat> is that the VMworld event, I got to give them serious, serious props. If you go to VMworld.com and if you go to the watch section, the breakouts are already loaded for replay. If you have a My VMworld account, you can already watch them. And then the general sessions, of course, you can replay. And I was floored by that, Kelly, because at VMON, I'm lucky to turn them back in a month and a half. How <laughs> are they doing this by the end of the day? It's crazy. Budget. <laughs> wow, Huge okay. Yeah, money. You can solve many yeah. problems by money. Yes. yes. Yeah, it, it is, but it also takes great organization because I've worked for a, you know companies with big budgets, and it still doesn't solve you know just having everything managed really well. So, and I can't remember. Um, I went to um, um, a session to kick off, which was new to to VMworld, even though I'd been as a presenter uh, or as a as a worker, uh, and I saw the our operations director, the marketing director, and the content director, the three ladies that kind of really were responsible for running the show, and amazing and then i saw them again which is it's amazing in twenty thousand people mixed in with the downtown san francisco traffic how you keep running into the same people but they were everywhere right getting things done so incredibly well-run event i would say one other you know it's what neat is neat about the company i think right now and probably i'm on that that adrenaline or endorphin high from the show uh so they can do no wrong but 
you know, there, I think everybody wants to be that single pane of glass, single point of control. You know, there's networking companies and, and tons of other companies are trying to reinvent themselves, um, but they're still taking care of the nuts and bolts. So if you talk about, you know, the, the really interesting and, and sexy stuff, obviously, is like Tanzu and Mission Control and, and that. But we went to a session on uh, developments in V-Motion, right? Kind of humdrum, you would think. Uh, but what I got to see there is the work they did to take a 72 VCPU VM with 512 gigs of RAM and have it V-Motion now. They call it a monster VM, right? Inside the one-second SLA. And I didn't even, I guess I didn't know there was a one-second SLA. But any V-Motion should happen with a service interruption of one second right, or less, and and seeing all the work that they did kind of at the nuts and bolts level of V-Motion to make that huge monster VM V-Motion was amazing. So, you know, it's it's good to, to have the direction stuff and the big vision, but still keep developing the product so it does, you know, really cool things like that it was awesome. Yeah, when you look at that type of engineering challenge, you know, lack of a better word, it's great that they can refine a technology to continually cut the 1% down to, you know, there's then now a 0.1% of the 1% to a 0.01%, you know, right? Just continually shrink the market of interop of uninteroperability, right? And I think that's a great play. And yeah, um, yeah and then going sideways to other areas, like especially Tanzu and, and Pacific, I mean, I've got some homework, some learning, et cetera. But uh, right. no, I really admire what, what they've done with the event. My team came back with a uh, pretty good... Feedback. They had two uh, two breakouts and and as part of our sponsorship, we did right. a handful at the V Brown Bag Community Theater or such, whatever it's called. How about the social bits party and uh, that type of stuff? Did you go to any of that? Yeah. So it's funny. That is, I think, one thing. Uh, everybody was a buzz about. Um, oh, I don't remember which party Monday night. Might have been a competitor of yours, but yeah, what we learned about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, what we learned though is like any any party, they have more demand than they have capacity, right? So I sort of knew to avoid it because they were in a in a three thousand person theater and ten thousand RSVPs, right? So that's a lot of the parties there. Um, and so I, we can talk about well, your competitor, our competitor, whatever. It's just a tough thing to do to have a party that you go out and market like that and not be able to to get people there and get them. You know, they stand in line to come in and not be able to get a a drink, not be able to see the action. Uh, I did the only thing that I went to actually was um, the the VM World Fest at the end. And my wife told me that I had to see Billy Idol. Uh, we saw him three years ago at an outdoor event in a hundred degree weather and he was a poor show. I think he was tired. I lost his voice. Uh, it was a big line. So VM, VM world fest, um, you know, was at the, uh, Bill Graham civic center. Uh, so kind of right in the middle and the, the city halls there, uh, the line was, it was daunting when we got there, we got there 10 minutes after it started and the line was probably, I don't know, a thousand deep. Uh, it ran amazingly well though. It took us probably 10 minutes to get in. Uh, we were able to get drinks. We were able to get food. Uh, we ended up getting within 10 people of Billy or 10 rows to the front of Billy Idol. Uh, was able to see everything there and then was able to get back out in some nice space outside and, and the weather was great. So, so all in all, I think, you know, they did a good job with that event. That's always a tough event, right? I think you can buy a, a companion pass so you could have 20,000 or, or more people there. Yeah, and you know, vendor parties and then of course main event parties, they they take an incredible amount of operation and when Veeam was smaller, I used to be 
uh, kind of help out with security, if that makes any sense. Like, okay, you're you're okay. You can come in even if you <laughs> right. didn't register type of thing. Because um, I, I still know a lot of people at Veeam, but it's like, uh, well, who sent you here and that type of thing. But when you have to do a deflection, like we're full. I mean, it's like crap. You know, people have made the effort to come, especially if it's like not quote unquote on campus. So you maybe transportation, taxis, mm -hmm. Uber, et cetera, to get somewhere. Yeah, that's no bueno. Um, I remember one time in Vegas, we booked a venue that was nice and close. I think it was 2011, but it was not big and it filled up. And I remember people just were very upset and we, we changed to not have that problem again. Um, I have a personal preference for Vegas now. I, um, I'd say that Vegas, I, it just works. The only thing you're right, though, I don't like the the distances. You end up having to do cars a lot, um, like rental mm -hmm. car or uh, taxi, Uber, et cetera. But um, Vegas, uh, I like it. It works. I, I actually stay off strip. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I have this little timeshare place I like to stay at. It's like a condo. I cook myself breakfast and I'd go to the grocery store. I do Vegas very different than most people. And I've got a se second rule that's like nothing good happens after 10 p.m. So, <laughs> right. Sometimes yeah. And that, I, yeah, there, I think I did notice that people were a lot fresher in San Francisco than I think they were um, uh, in Vegas, right? <laughs> there were a lot of, I, and I heard that commented anecdotally that, you know, people actually made uh, 8 a.m., 9 a.m. sessions and labs, whereas wow. Vegas, they had a much higher drop rate. And could have just been a joke, but I, I can see that. No, it's legit. It's real. Vegas introduces some distractions for sure. Yeah. And to me, it's just the heat, right? There was, I remember being in Vegas and trying to ride the tram that runs back behind the properties. And first of all, it's full of, you know, tech guys. Uh, everybody's crammed in like in Japan, you know, and they're sweaty. And it was, it was a miserable experience um, and didn't have experiences like that. As anything, lines for the men's room are, are super deep. I went with our, our director of product, uh, who's female and she loved it. She said it's the opposite of anywhere she goes. If you go to a, you go to a baseball game, right? The line for the women's room is long. So there's actually a t-shirt I saw that was joking about making, making men's room tech conference lines longer since 1999 or something. I thought it was a great t-shirt. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, but good event, and I'll be ready next year, and I don't know if I'm going to do any anything in between, but I'll certainly make VMworld again next year. I did, I don't know if you heard, uh, we were told by Ray Foley, I think he's a big vSphere security guy during his session, um, I think he's director of, of development for vSphere security, that they had a five-year deal, so with an option for another five. So it could I be up wouldn't two. be surprised. I mean, there I've got into arguments with VMware people back when I was a blogger, I'm like, yo, I love your event, but go east, you know, but uh, it's just one of those things that they it's just too logistically friendly to do Northern California for them. And <laughs> it then, is. yeah, yeah, it, I'm I've, I'll just go to Barcelona instead. So like <laughs> That's that. east or west, depending on how you go. So that sounds like an amazing one. Well, hey, Kelly, this has been yep. a great chat. Uh, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, yeah, so uh, my work. Uh, email address is kgoolsby, that's K-G-O-O-L-S-B-Y at Liquid Web. Uh, I do tweet a little more recently uh, under kgool at K-G-O-O-L. Um, those are the best ways to reach me. I'll occasionally blog on the Liquid Web uh, blog site as well. Cool. Yeah, I'll definitely put links to your Twitter account in the podcast notes. And, you know, this is a great chat about VMworld and hopefully everyone else you know, picks up different elements from the event. And again, you can find all the sessions for replay at vmworld.com under the watch section with a My VMworld account. 
really impressed at that. Kelly, thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks a lot, Rick. Hope to see you there next year in San Fran.